What are the best practices from Anaplan you've seen doing well? Or maybe they did not do well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair enough. I, I think um, I think some of the things that we worked well, um, so we would actually have, it was kind of informal. I wasn't like, I was, it was somewhere in between formal and informal, right? It was definitely like company sponsored, but not necessarily mandated. Um, we actually had like culture teams um, in each of the offices, no matter how small the office was. And so it wouldn't be like, it would there wouldn't be that much centrally mandated like stuff coming down when as it related to you know cultural activities it was very much federated to all the way down to somebody in that specific office who was going to be like the culture team leader or the culture committee leader and they could decide right so if india wants to have like a huge blowout for diwali for example that's great that makes sense for them meanwhile maybe singapore wants to have a christmas party or they much more focus on chinese new year for example like those kinds of things, just making sure that it's super federated. It sounds really easy to do, but you'd be surprised at how many companies either hold that budget centrally and then give the whole company, you know, a two days off for Thanksgiving. Guess what? Nobody outside of the U.S. really celebrates or cares about Thanksgiving, right? So little things like that of saying, okay, those are going to be days in lieu. And then local leaders will figure out what to do with that. Same thing with in terms of like volunteering and charity work we would always make sure that we federated it out to local leaders. They would find a local institution or body that they wanted to work with and they would go execute that locally as well. So I think having that informal culture committee was, was actually pretty good and it worked well and it made people feel included. Okay. And can I ask, so um, I don't know that much about Anaplan, right? Uh, is it also quite decentralized that a lot of the initiatives uh, is basically the local HR, uh, sorry, business leaders can just take initiative and design their own thing versus like a centralized people team? We tried to be very decentralized at Anaplan. And um, I think obviously the product that we represented, which was a, you know, a, a planning and budgeting and forecasting tool that was very easy to use, um, actually enabled that, right? Because I think one of the challenges with decentralizing decision-making in general in organizations is that you're giving up control and mm. you also lose visibility, right? Uh, in terms of how things are spent mostly. Like at the end of the day, there's a PL impact of, of decentralizing decision-making and, um, and there's a cultural impact, right? Like two different offices go two different, complete different directions, right? In terms of yeah. like the way they behave. But I think, you know, having certain tools in place definitely helps on the financial side of making sure that it's like, okay, there's an allocated pool of money or whatever based on headcount or other things that we feel very comfortable and now you decide how to spend it. And then culturally, it was just about having that informal structure. So although you had those local culture leaders, they were still participating in like the APAC culture committee. And then the APAC committee had the representatives to the global committee. So there were certain things like, for example, whether it was, um, revising our core values. I remember we went through an interesting exercise when um, we had a new CEO join Anaplan where he wanted to really um, basically change or kind of re-baseline what are our cultural values, right? And really like define five, you know, four to five words or statements that captured the company's uh, basically new uh, identity. That's a, that's a big exercise. And a lot of people, you know, they may have done that, you know, top down said, okay, you know what? It's like, these are the five, this is, this is how we're going to be. Instead at Anaplan, we did a completely global bottoms up, like lengthy process to try to figure out what those statements, what those words were going to be. And we went through like a thought exercise at multiple levels 
trying to get to an identity that the whole company had kind of created. And I, I really, I think that just spoke volumes about our leadership that they spent time and resources and investment in working on that. Like that's, that's something that not many leaders will do because it's like, well, what's the PL impact? What's the direct PL impact of that? I, I don't, I think there's a very significant indirect impact, which is you're build, you're, you're kind of defining and hopefully allowing yourself to maintain and build and scale culture. Uh, I wanted to ask a question on your personal leadership, right? Your leadership style, your management philosophy. Uh, what has changed from corporate America now, you know, seven years in APAC? Um, what are the lessons that you could teach the world? Um, well, I think, um, so I think one of the changes in my own um, leadership style, I guess you could say, honestly comes as a result of experience right and i think working across multiple geographies helps with that i think just having been working for longer and different types of companies at different stages of growth is um is really appreciating like i said um the different motivators for different employees i think i assumed at an earlier stage in my career i assumed that there was a lot more uh, congruence in what people wanted, which is, you know, I kind of thought, well, everybody wants raises, everyone wants growth, everyone wants promotions, everyone like that's what everyone is going for. Um, and that's not just that's just not necessarily true. Honestly, um, people are in the workplace, uh, with all kinds of things going on outside of the workplace. And I'm always, a, you know, I, I've, I think I've learned to say it more that we do not exist to work. That's my opinion, right? Um, you know, if, if, if your professional life is what defines you and what gives you purpose, that's great, but that's a personal choice. That's not, a, that's not like how it should be, right? And I, I've learned to, I think, respect and appreciate people who are coming here for balance in life, are coming here really just to, you know, provide, right, for the family, or are coming here to find a sense of community, right? Um, that they might not otherwise have access to. And those, you can't really lead people like that in the same way. There's no textbook or there's no playbook, I should say, for leadership that you can't just lead everyone the same. It has to be a, a pretty bespoke approach as, as long as you kind of understand people's motivators and what they're hoping to get out of the workplace. The other thing I've done, which is highly controversial, mm -hmm. is I've dropped... Um, for the most part, not all of them, but I've dropped most of my recurring one-on-ones, um, which is, which is pretty, um, you know, not commonplace. So okay. if I, I'm not doing, you know, a weekly with every single one of my direct reports, um, and obviously that's different depending on what level of the organization you're at and your span of control and all those other things. And what I realized is you would often get in, I would often get into a trap where my calendar was so packed with recurring meetings that like. 70% of my week was the same week to week. And I was like, that doesn't mirror the state of our business where 70% of our business is not the same week to week. So the fact that there's this like really big discrepancy and what I realized was also happening is people who had pressing either personal or professional issues that they needed my time for weren't able to get my time in a timely manner because I have so much stuff on my calendar. And so I freed a lot of that up and I take a much more topical 
or as needed approach um, to having hopefully those quality interactions, whether it's to reach a specific decision, whether it's just to be a sounding board to work through a specific issue, or whether it's even to have a coffee chat and kind of, you know, deep dive with someone on what's going on overall in their life and their career. Um, 